Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. For this 13-week season of our show, we've been exploring the overall theme of your spiritual path, psychic life, and family. During each episode, we look at how much of your psychic life you are living every day, how you are living your life as the soul that you are, what part plays in your overall spiritual path, and how your family might affect you on your path. We've also been offering psychic tools and practices that may help you fulfill more of your soul purpose for being here in relationship to challenges you might be experiencing while being part of a family. It's a hot topic, too, I know. Our topic today is family and your psychic life. There's never any doubt that in general, your family exerts a much greater influence in your life than most anyone else in the world, especially in the early stages of your life. That's pretty natural and obvious. Yet all too often, you might knowingly or unwittingly allow family or certain family members to limit your living more of your psychic life. Or you might have difficulties if your family projects their expectations on you as to how you are to live as the immortal soul that you are. Also, at this time in human evolution, a much greater portion of humanity has yet to realize that each person is spirit and relatively few people are able to validate the incredibly rich and powerful psychic life that everyone is living. So, most families tend to be largely, well, unaware of anyone living a psychic or soul life. Even those who suspect it might be afraid of it and may deliberately ignore or invalidate that anyone is psychic. Many of you may have had those experiences and... If you were fortunate, you found the rare individuals who were able to at least recognize that you are truly an immortal soul living here in this world for a time. What happens to your awareness as a soul when you are constantly surrounded by those who are not as aware? How much are you able to have and enjoy living as the spiritual being that you are in such an environment? Once you have mastered your awareness enough, that's not going to affect you all that much. Yet, until you do, you might find it difficult to live each day as the light of the world that you are. It's difficult if you are the only one in a whole group who is aware even a bit more than the others that everyone is truly spirit. All too often, the most sensitive of souls shut down in an environment where there is little or no recognition that everyone is psychic. You may become the oddball or the black sheep. That was me, black sheep. In the family, (laughs) often if part of your path 
was to help awaken others to more of their true nature as souls, you may have found yourself as the only member of your family who even were interested in psychic awareness and abilities. If you are successful in finding your freedom and space to be and live as the soul that you are in this world, however, you may discover that over time, your family members may begin to wake up more through your communication and presence. Yet normally, that is a long-term and gradual process. And, you know, we just have to be patient. I've mentioned many times on our show that I grew up one of nine siblings in a Catholic and predominantly academic and intellectual Mensa-ish family. On the one side, that included the idea of God and spirituality, but not in the way that truly worked for me, even as a tiny child. I struggled for years growing up under the influence of great genius caliber intellects with little validation of my psychic nature or much communication about it because, you know, no one knew what it was. I was fortunate, however, that both my parents had experienced some kind of psychic phenomena in their lives. So fortunately, 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 they were not against such experiences or abilities. They didn't put it in that work of the devil category. For example, they knew that they communicated telepathically at times and a couple of times saved the lives of a couple of my siblings because of that. In emergencies, when there were not cell phones and uh, people were away from phones. Yet overall, there just wasn't much support, encouragement, or validation for me personally as a sensitive soul who had various psychic abilities. As a result, much of the manifestations of my psychic awareness and abilities were misinterpreted as I had various problems. Also, some physical conditions that I had would only be addressed as physical problems rather than the consequences of me not understanding how to better manage my psychic life. We know of many people who have had the same kinds of invalidation invalidating experiences growing up regarding their highly developed psychic abilities and awareness from even well-intentioned and loving family members. It's natural, for example, for loving parents to become concerned that something is seriously wrong with their child who doesn't seem to be doing well in school. Or in the case of one of our friends who started seeing and communicating out loud to her spirit friends as a toddler, Her loving parents were tolerant of that until she was ready to go to school. They told her that she had to stop talking to or about her friends who were various colored lights, that's how she saw them, various colored lights floating around her because she was too old to believe in imaginary things as real. What was she to do when her friends would talk to her? Ignore them? So she didn't comply with her parents' instructions Concerned, her parents took her to see, well, you guessed it, a psychiatrist. After being examined, she was told to step outside the psychiatrist's office so that the doctor could speak privately with her parents. Yet she could hear every word any of them said right outside the, as she was standing right outside the office. When she heard, what she heard was the psychiatrist saying to her parents, Yes, what she is experiencing and doing is not normal or healthy. I will put her on several medications, which 
should help her stop having such hallucinations. Don't worry, she'll be fine in a while. Fortunately for our friend, her spirit friends were very aware of beings and recognized the, na- the danger of her being put on such medications to shut down her awareness. They told her that they would go away for a while so that she would not have to talk to them at, and then her parents wouldn't have to give her the medication. They reassured her that she would see them again when she was an adult. Years later, two of them did return to her. Both of them are now her young adult sons. Many of us who are here at this time have set up our earlier lives to prepare for what we are to fulfill during our incarnation. So even in a Catholic and intellectual family, I had periodic help in maintaining some semblance of my psychic awareness as I grew up. I remember one time when I was just five years old, when my mother was ironing in the next room and I was in my room reading a book. I told her from my room where I couldn't see her or what she was doing, I said, Mom, that's a pretty green scarf you are ironing. And she asked me, how do you know? And I just said, I know. And nothing else was said, but she did tell me that story when I started my psychic training a lot of years later. She was remembering things that I did like that. When I was a teenager, I also found a group of friends who were about six in number who were also interested in psychic abilities. And it was a very interesting kind of group that probably a book needs to be written about sometime. Here and there, spirit arranges us to have validation and guidance that we need to keep living at least a semblance of our psychic lives. Well, for me, I always knew my family was, you know, my biological family uh, I grew up in was for me and supported me in whatever I was doing and what I was going to do for the rest of my life. But growing up, I also knew they weren't able to validate me much insofar as my psychic life was concerned. The great blessing for me, however, came much later in my life when largely because of my being true to my psychic self and living my psychic life anyway, (laughs) each member of my family started to awaken to their own inner psychic life a lot more. Very much like what Raphael mentioned earlier. Of course, as a person awakens to their own psychic life even just a little bit, they'll begin to realize that they had always been psychic. Everything they begin to become aware of within themselves has always been there. It's just that they forgot or ignored it out of necessity at the time. We all do that to certain extents. Some of us had the good fortune to have periodic validation of what we knew to be true so that we didn't shut down as much as those who didn't have much validation at all. My teacher, for example, told me that when he was growing up and even as a young adult starting out in the world, the few times that he felt that he wasn't going to be able to maintain his psychic awareness 
miraculously, someone came through for him to give him the validation he needed to keep going. And oftentimes it was someone least expected. One of the earliest of such experiences for him was in first grade when the teacher assigned the students to draw a picture of their favorite pet. Everyone enthusiastically started drawing as he did. Then the teacher told the students to each, you know, get up one one at a time and share their drawing with the class and explain what they drew. When it was his turn, he stood up in front of the class and showed the class his drawing of his pet cat and described it as such. And the entire class erupted in laughter and not the fun, nice kind of laughter, but jeering and critical laughter and making fun of him. He didn't understand what was happening or why everyone was criticizing and trying to humiliate him. His teacher immediately stepped in and asked to see his drawing as she calmed the class down and instructed everyone to behave. What my teacher had drawn as a, as a child was his cat as he saw his pet. Rather than drawing the body of his pet, like everyone else in the class did, he saw the cat's soul whenever he thought of his cat. So he drew his cat's aura as he saw it, a green circle with a purple spot in the middle. Many of his classmates were laughing at him hysterically, saying that that's no cat. (laughs) Or that, you know, he thought his cat was a ball or that he couldn't draw worth beans. However, the teacher turned to the now attentive class and gently explained to his classmates that he sees things differently than most of the rest of them. She explained that it wasn't because something was wrong with him or that he was less than others, but because he had a real gift of sight. You know, coming from a whatever grade teacher she was, he was able to see far more than what most other people could see. The teacher taught the class that they are not to make fun of him or the rare others like him who were different than pretty much everyone else, including herself. What that teacher did that day helped my teacher continue to see and live more of his psychic life. Had it not been for her intervention, he felt that he may have shut down quite a bit. Some of his awareness and abilities, like many of us do, to try to fit in. I think she said about him, uh, he lives by the beat of a different Different drummer. Different drummer, yeah. So she, wise, wise, great school teacher. Sometimes the brighter you are as a soul coming into your incarnation, the tougher the going is due to the forces that constantly try to keep awareness and the light dimmed in the world. Don't let that scare you because spirit always has your back.
And your front and the sides. <laughs> it always has spirit, so it doesn't have front Yeah, it doesn't back. have front and back and top and bottom. <laughs> and it's just that if you turn your back on spirit and turn your awareness away from spirit, that's turning your back on spirit is when you turn your awareness away from spirit, you put yourself in the position of not being able to receive help that, the, that spirit is always, always offering you. Yet the moment you turn your back, you know, and your awareness in to the limitless, to spirit, spirit will always be there for you. Even if you feel like you're totally up against a wall with nowhere to run. Believe it or not, we're already coming up to our first break. We'll continue our conversation right after. But we wanted to invite you to join us this Saturday for an exciting weekend seminar event, December 4th and December 5th, for Celebrating the Christ Within, Reading the Roadmap to Living Your Joy. This is our extra special remote four teleclass plus one bonus Zoom holiday event open to everyone. I'm going to tell you the name of all the teleclasses um, because you can attend uh, all four or just one if you like. From 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific time on this Saturday is First Seek That Which Gives Everything, Your Key to Abundance, Success, and Fulfillment. The Saturday afternoon class from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Pacific time is Purifying Your Heart. Seeing Your Way Clearly with the Eye of Spirit. And then the two Sunday classes, the first one from 9 a.m. to 11 Pacific Time, is Removing the Log from Your Own Eye, The Secret to Healing Yourself in Every Relationship. And the afternoon class from 12 noon to 2 p.m. is Loving Your Neighbors as Yourself, Your Toll-Free Expressway to God. Plus, anyone who participates in at least one of the four teleclasses that weekend, this coming weekend, will be invited to our popular bonus Zoom post-teleclass Q&A talk story and social with both Michael and myself, which will start half an hour after the completion of the fourth teleclass on Sunday. And also, if you if you buy the whole four teleclass set, you get a discount. Check out all the details on our website, December events calendar, and also in our newsletter and social media posts, or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours specific time and speak with our fabulous assistant, Noelle, and she will tell you everything you need to know. We'll be right back to continue with family and your psychic life. We'll be right back. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. 
beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. And if you're just tuning into our show now, welcome aboard. Our topic for exploration today has been family and your psychic life. So let's dive right back into it. Well, uh, before the break, I was mentioning that, you know, spirit always has your back. (laughs) (laughs) And we were joking around that, you know, back front. Spirit doesn't have backs. (laughs) (laughs) But what it means is when you turn your awareness inward to spirit, when you don't turn away from spirit, that just means you keep your awareness on spirit, in spirit, right? Then you can do whatever you do in everyday life. You know, you can you can be doing emails, you can be on Facebook, you could be driving, you could be doing anything that we do, we need to do in, in life. Yet our awareness is turned toward inward, toward spirit. So you're aware of your psychic life all of the time. Well, the other thing is your enemies are not so much those who might consider to be the the villains, you know, you might consider these people or situate groups or whatever as villains or the evil doers in the world. <laughs> but Your enemies are much more those times when you let yourself succumb to the fears that creep up into your mind. So the the real enemies are not really out there that you have to vanquish. That's generally at the base of any challenges that you may experience with regards to maintaining your psychic awareness and living more of your psychic life in relationship to your family or pretty much anyone and anything else. If you look deeply into any kind of limitation or expectation that your family may place on you, it comes from them being afraid. At times, it could be that they are afraid for you. A lot of times, you know, with loving family members and families, they get afraid that something bad's going to happen to you or you're going to get injured or get killed or whatever. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't be that way or else you won't, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're afraid for you in their own mind, even though you might have no problem with whatever it is you're going to do, but they're not you. 
So they don't know, so they, they're afraid for you. And at other, other times, it could be that they are even afraid of you <laughs> or afraid of what you might do and how that's going to repercuss to them, right? Ah, when someone else relates to you out of fear in any way, it doesn't matter if they're afraid for you, of, of you, or what you might do, or whatever the fear might be about, if they're coming from a place of fear, it becomes easier for you to be afraid in relationship to them being afraid in relationship to you. It kind of bounces back and forth. Then if both of you are relating from some kind of fear, your relationship is not going to go well no matter what anyone does or says. It's very easy to see if there's some kind of unconscious fear that you are in with respect to someone else. Uh, what's a telltale? You don't have to be uh, a super clairvoyant, super psychic, or anything like that. It's the first realization of any fear that you've been unconsciously living in shows up most often in relationship to someone else. That's one of the important aspects of every single relationship. It teaches you something. And one of the fundamental things it teaches you is where you're holding fear unconsciously. Until you run into this person, you don't know you're afraid. Ah. When you discover any kind of resistance reaction in relationship to someone, ever have that? <laughs> it doesn't matter what kind of resistance. That's the fear that's been in you that you had not been previously aware of. So you got to thank that person that kind of gets you lit up on a resistance level because Oh, until I ran into you, I didn't know I had this resistance. And whenever you experience the resistance reaction coming up in you, there's fear in you that you didn't really know about. So if you pay attention enough to the variety of resistances that come up in you in relation to others, you begin to bring what was heretofore unconscious in you into the light of your awareness. And you'll discover that awareness is the most, most of the answer and most of the solution to whatever ails you, whatever disturbs you. Once you become aware of something, whatever it is that you're aware of begins to change for the better from the inside out. That starts to happen without you lifting a finger to do anything about it. Then if there's something that you could do outwardly to make it all resolve more quickly or easily, then your awareness will guide you to that action. Once again, you'll become aware of what you must do at the time if you continue to be aware. All too often, we may decide that the person we're having difficulties with is so different than ourselves. In fact, many times, we might even say that we are night and day different from the other person. Yet, that's what we experience on the surface of things. What may seem even diametrically op opposed on the outside can be connected to something much more common to both of us on the inside. The <clears throat> common denominator pretty much 
in all your relationship difficulties is, you guessed it, fear. <laughs> what you're unconsciously afraid of and what the other person is unconsciously afraid of. What makes you and the other person you're struggling with seem so different on the outside is that each of you have chosen to deal with your unconscious fear in very different, even opposite ways. As the song goes, you'll take the high road and I'll take the low road <laughs> and I'll be in Scotland for ye. <laughs> uh, a simple example of that is that you may have decided early in your life that the only way out of the danger you were in is to run away or submit to others' control. The person you're having difficulties with may have made the choice to fight at all costs when threatened in some way. You run into each other and the other person wants to fight or argue with you right from the start and you, you just want to run away or you just say yes to everything. Okay, yes, yes, sure, whatever, whatever, okay. You know, just to, just to back you off. Anyone who knows both of you would say you are two very different people. And you are in many ways, but the underlying difficulty comes from the same thing, fear. Fear is fear regardless of what you might be afraid of. Yet the fear that really affects everyone is the fear they don't know they're afraid of. That's fear that you are unconscious of. The healing that, of that begins with becoming aware of it. So returning to you being able to live much more of your psychic life in relationship to your family, notice when resistance comes up within you in relation to your family in general or, let's say, to a particular member of your family. Once you become aware that resistance seemed to just pop up within you every time you think of that person, even, or your whole family, there's at least one of the fears that you've been living in that your family helps bring to your awareness. Ah, this way, even those you consider to be your sworn enemies can help you find your freedom more quickly. As Sun Tzu wrote, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. <laughs> or you can keep it even simpler. Get to know everyone more, <laughs> right? Yeah, don't discriminate. What could you possibly be afraid of in relation to your family? Mm -hmm. ah. <laughs> right off the bat, I could give you a whole laundry list. It might include fear of being controlled by someone or fear of them taking something you love away from you. It could be fear of not being able to be yourself or fear of being punished. It could be fear of them making you feel guilty or fear of feeling the grief of loss. It could be the fear of disappointing them or fear of them disappointing you. How about a fear of not being loved? Or, of course, there's the fear of you not being able to love them, even though they are family. The list is long and varied for most people. <laughs> but it's always a great time to choose to be senior to whatever fear that lurks within your mind. Then you can easily walk to the drumbeat of your own truth and live your psychic life 
to fulfill your purpose for being here. So family always affects your psychic life in one way or another. And one of the difficult things, having been raised in such a great large group myself, is I first had to discover my that what was going on with me is that I had abilities and not disabilities. Because just like with Michael, when he was a child, a lot of what was going on with me was misinterpreted as low intelligence and um, inability to <laughs> hear, um, all kinds of things like that. But, you know, one of the things that people run into and ask me about a lot is they get all excited learning about all of this, and then they feel obligated to explain it to their friends and family. And what they run into is, how do I explain this? Mm. And the advice I always have is, you don't have to. Um, You could keep it really simple. I'm just exploring my options on my spiritual path. And it may may or may not involve my religion. You know, some people uh, awaken psychically and spiritually and love their religion, and that's just fine. But some people find that their religion isn't providing them for what they need for their own spiritual growth, so they seek outside of the religious uh, realm, if you will, but take with them that which they really got out of their religion. For instance, one of the things that I I really enjoyed about being raised Catholic is there is no doubt in my mind that I absolutely learned right from wrong, (laughs) because that's very much emphasized in, in, at least in the way I was raised. Um, And also, I felt that um, Jesus was a very special person, and I have since learned and and begun to understand and have contact with the being that was Jesus, who I call an ascended master, someone who mastered himself in this realm and is doing a very similar thing that Buddha and other beings who have also ascended is what's called a bodhisattva, is they're hanging around and helping us, his or their younger brothers and sisters to uh, find their spiritual path, whatever it may be, and to work towards that ascension and um, getting out of the circle of karma and incarnation here on earth. You know, one of the things I've noticed over the years, too, well, I noticed it with myself and my family, uh, but I, and I've noticed it with Raphael and her family, and many, many families of others that that I've taught uh, who at in the beginning might have been very much against anything psychic well again because of fear and not understanding what it means so so when the, they hear something like psychic and and it conjures up all kinds of oh weird stuff and scary stuff and all of that but what I've noticed with the, the families who love, basically they, they love the other family member, right? Which is a large percentage of the case. They love the member of their family that is maybe the black sheep of the family, the, 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 the psychic in the family, <laughs> the extra sensitive one that's not the intellectual one, and so forth and so on, different from everybody else. Difference 
brings out a lot of fear in a lot of people. So anyway, the family that loves this member of the family that's odd, that's different, that they don't really understand. But what happens when you get to live your life? You know, Raphael said you don't have to explain anything. You don't have to prove anything. Just go live your life the way you know to be true to yourself. And what happens is you become a lot more, you, you become a lot happier person and oftentimes a healthier person and oftentimes a much more successful person in life. And when those who love you see that over time, again, it's not an overnight thing. Over time, they go, wait a minute, you know, this child or this parent or this uh, sibling that used to be kind of, you know, hard to deal with, they're laughing, they're, they're, they're having a good life, they're succeeding, and, and they seem to be, you know, they're not calling home and saying, I need to borrow some money all the time, or, or I need a place to stay because I don't have a place to stay, or I, I, you know, all of a sudden you see someone who's taking care of themselves, they're living their lives and they're doing well. That starts to change a person's mm, understanding of that family member. And again, it's, it's a long-term project. But that's often what I see happening over time when you don't try to convince them. You don't try to, to convert them to your way of thinking, your way of being. No, it's just letting... The more you're able to give someone the space to just be themselves, however it is, even if you don't agree with the way they are, ah, the more they're able to change. Absolutely. Well, we're coming to our second break now, so I wanted to remind you to join us for our next teleclass in our ongoing You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series, Coach, Carriage, Wheelbarrow, cart, energy work to move forward in your career. On Saturday, December 11th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time is one two-hour teleclass, and it's been a really great series. You'll learn simple but powerful psychic tools to help you move ahead in your work and career. Find out what energies are holding you back in your work and career and how to clear the way to get going where you need to go. For all the details and to sign up, go to our December events calendar section at michaeltamora.com or call our office and speak with our assistant, Noel, at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours specific time, Monday to Friday, or just leave a message if it's off hours. We'll be back with you shortly to continue with family and your psychic life. We'll be right back. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. 
one of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's nice to have you back. We've been exploring how much of your psychic life you are able to have and be aware of in relationship to your family's energy in general and to various members of your family in particular. Also, what can you do to have and enjoy much more of your psychic life even while you are with your family? So let's continue that. Well, one of the things I was talking about earlier is, do you owe anyone an explanation of what you're learning? And one of the things that I know some of you bump into, if you do open your mouth and start to try to explain to people what you're learning and what you're doing, is uh, it starts to go for some people into that category of, oh, you you must be in a cult. (laughs) Because... Uh, if, especially if you talk about, well, you're in my space or your, you know, family energy is, is really difficult for me or whatnot, where, it, you know, that's one of the things that sometimes cults do is they cut people off from their families. And that's not at all what this is. But why I'm bringing this up is, did you know that early, the early Christian church before the uh, Romans took over, uh, what were considered a cult? Mm-hmm. You know, the followers of Jesus were called basically a cult. And um, it was a cult in relationship to the Jewish religion. And, you know, what an interesting thing. And then it be established as a church and as a belief system and everything in and of itself. So, you know, living your psychic life more despite family differences can be difficult. I, I know it was difficult for me and what I... What I found I had to do, and keep in mind, I started my search very, very early back in the 70s and and, uh, early 80s. And what I found I had to do personally was I just had to give myself some space between me and my family. So I moved away from Michigan and came to California in my search. That, That was the drive I had to do that. But I never lost my love or connection with my family. Um... But I gave myself a little space to just be able to have my searching because I didn't really find my teacher until 
um, the very early 1980s, 1982 or so, even though I had been reading interesting spiritual books that came from what we called occult stores in the in the past. It sounds scary, but occult just means <laughs> it just means hidden. hidden. It just means hidden. People put a lot of definition on a cult that really isn't there. And I read a lot of, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of books that were out at the time. But I really wanted to uh, be able to explore, you know, where's, where, are, where are my people? And I searched and searched, and, and I was in training and, and also became a trainer for 12 years. And then I, at that time, had to make my separation even from that group so that I can continue on with my own uh, life and what I had to accomplish not in that group. And that's okay. You know, that's just my path. Um, Some of you have no choice but to be around your family. And the biggest thing I find is don't resist the fact that they don't believe in what you do. Um, And if someone is interested, you know, work with them like you work with a teenager. You know, they open up a little. Don't put in too much. Otherwise, they're just going to be turned off by what you're doing. And, no, we we say this quite a bit on our shows, everything is energy. So we're specifically addressing situations and dynamics in relationship to families. But um, what's a family? Oh, essentially, when you're, when you're, relating to family, you're relating to family energy. Because family as a unit, well, what is family? There's it's an assemblage of people, individual people. Some of your families, like my family that I grew up in, was just my parents, two people, and myself. And then four years later, after I came along, my sister. So just the four of us. But then family could be, oh, like Raphael's family, <laughs> with with you know nine kids and two parents, and that's what a soccer team. Yeah, <laughs> we were a baseball team. <laughs> we were from baseball territory. Yes. Well, these days, you know, if if you really like to establish a a family dynasty and become billionaires, you know, then you can have a family of. Uh, at least 11 children, and then make sure they become superstar athletes. <laughs> but anyway. Next 20 generations are covered, right? Yeah. But anyway, like the, the uh, whatever your immediate family is, however big or small the immediate family is, there's also the, the, this extended family called often called relatives, right? And, and there's a lot of jokes about relatives, some people are very, very close to all their relatives, and others are, no, well, let's not go there. But when you really look at it, everyone, all of humanity is relatives. <laughs> it's all relatives. It's right? all relatives. <laughs> and and uh, so what is, what is that family? But also, if you don't have to get down to the nitty-gritty of this particular member of my family and that particular relative and this and that and the other thing, you're looking at energy. And if you ever have any kind of difficulty with anyone or any group of people, such as family, you're, you're dealing with 
what what you're really having difficulty with is not necessarily a philosophical difference or a religious difference or a political difference or whatever. It's the energy that's difficult for you. You're having, because what makes anything difficult in relationship to anybody is the experience you're having. And guess what? Your experience is your experience inside of you. It's not experience out there in the world's experience. No. Well, there might be other people who might uh, agree with how you're experiencing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I feel the same way about. But that's their experience. Your experience is your experience. When you are having a difficult time with a family member, that's your experience. Another family member may not have, may, may have the exact opposite. They might go, wow, what's wrong with you? This, this person's the best person in the family. I love being with this person. What's your problem? Mm-hmm. Right? And then you might feel the same way about somebody else. So one of your siblings might say, oh, God, I can't stand this particular sibling. And, and you go, wait a minute. Hey, that's my favorite brother or sister. <laughs> one person, one child has a hard time with the father and the other one has a hard time with the mother, whatever. It's all energy. And it's just what we're dealing with when we have difficulties and challenges in life. We might try to project it on difference in politics or difference in religious belief or difference in that. Because on an intellectual level, that's what it seems like. But when it really boils down to it, oh, the problem I'm having with you is this experience I have with you every time I'm around you. I don't feel good. I get upset. It's awful. Blah, 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 blah. What am I talking about? Am I talking about you? No. I'm talking about my experience that I seem to have every time I'm around you. Okay. So is that your problem? Or do I need to look at Oh, how come I'm having this experience? Not everybody has this experience around this person. But I'm having it. Or usually, this is my best friend, but but today I just have this awful experience being around this person I normally really like being around. Ever have that? Sure, we all have that. Oh, it's my experience I'm having a hard time with. I don't like the experience I'm having with you right now. Or, Anytime. <laughs> okay. So whether it's just for right now or every time I see you, ah, what is it about my experience? And who causes my experience? Do you cause my experience? No. That's me. Uh-huh. It's inside of me. I have control over it too, by the way, because it's all within myself. And what is that experience? Well, to simplify all experience, every experience is energetic. So when I'm having a, a difficult time experiencing what I'm experiencing when I'm around a certain person, it's an energetic problem. Ah, I'm not liking the energy that I'm experiencing, the combination of energies. 
Okay, so when I'm around this person and talking about these things, the energy's fine. I like it. I want more of it. But when I'm around this person, generally it's fine. But when this person starts talking politics or religion. Makes me want to run and and scream scream. (laughs) and tear my hair out. Okay. That's happening because obviously this other person is really enthusiastic about whatever he or she is talking about. It's my experience I'm having a hard time with. My reaction to this person and what they're saying and how they're saying it and everything else, all energy. So that's why we teach people how to really start to look at that energy. That's called clairvoyance. Look at the energy of everything. Then you don't get caught up in the philosophy and and the intellectual differences differences and and physical differences and all that. We're, We're looking at, oh, this is the energy I have to learn to master. This is the energy I have to learn to deal with. And that's why I mentioned earlier on in our show today that energy that we really every one of us has to master is called fear. It's the energy we call fear. When that energy starts to creep up in our underneath our experience, it starts to color everything. We start to fight or try to run away or get rid of or whatever. It's resistance. And as long as we're in resistance, we're going to go down. We're going to have a hard time. We're going to suffer. So once I learn, okay, resistance is showing me I have some fear. And I have to learn to deal with this fear energy. Inside of me. Inside of myself. Resistance is futile. (laughs) Isn't that what they say in Star Trek? Yep. Absolutely. Well, that was one of the things I wanted to mention as well, is that one of the things that you can do to handle energy, and you know, some families are very fundamentalist in their religions that... Uh, and limiting, you know, you can only believe in this or, you know, you're you're the work of the devil if you do that and all kinds of things. And really, it's all part of your seeking your own truth about these things. You know, that was true to someone. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been inserted into some belief system. But if you are looking outside of that, you have to stay with what is my truth and allow other people to have whatever it is they believe in. And if it's a, let's say, a friendly uh, discussion, I see no problem with you talking about what you, you know, what you're learning. However, uh, sometimes it's not worth the fight. So non-resistance is a great answer here. All right. Well, we're at the end of our show again, and we're grateful that you joined us today. We hope that what you learned will help you to have and enjoy your psychic life with your family and love your family in spite of the differences. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our episode on your enlightenment, family, and daily life. That should be an interesting one. Find out how your daily life and being part of a family are both integral parts of your awakening and enlightenment process. Remember, too, to sign up for our sure-to-be illuminating and transformational remote teleclass weekend event this weekend celebrating the Christ within reading the roadmap to living your joy this Saturday and Sunday December 4 and 5 check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up 
Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. Thank you. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.